What's going on, guys? Welcome back into the Fortress of Comic Food Podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. And I'm Kylie. This is our uh, part two of our book club episode from two weeks ago, going over Tom King and Mitch Garrett's Mr. Miracle series from DC. Um, this book was uh, split into two episodes, I think, just because there's a lot of shit in it. And, and uh, I didn't want to. Because you chose to... it that way. Yeah, basically. That's good. I just didn't want to have to skip over a lot of shit. I was I felt like it deserved to be talked about. So that's why we did it. So uh, if you didn't uh, catch up on our last one, you should definitely do that. We did the first six issues. We're going to do seven through 12 now and wrap this bad boy up. And uh, uh, Aaron was unavailable last week. And so that's why we took the week off. And because uh, it was really clear in the first part that Aaron had a lot of opinions and things to say on on the ending right and so i definitely want to hear all of those and get to that because the ending is worth discussing i think so um it was worth uh putting it off for a week to have aaron here so at the end of the uh last issue uh barda and scott went to new genesis to go uh confront orion and to find Orion was already killed by Darkseid, and we also found out that Barda is pregnant. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at here at this point. Um, and again, just still a lot of sh- like weird shit going on all the time. Things not being right, really glitchy, really abnormal shit. So, um, so this issue starts with them going to the emergency room. Bart is going to have the baby now. So you have to assume that some amount of time has passed. Yeah. Which, uh, again, they, they use Scott's beard as kind of a decent indicator of time, time passing in this book. Because we not only have the kid being born in this book, but we also reach his first birthday. So like, there's a good you know, period of time that we don't see every single little thing. Um I love that Barda is like so big that her like you can like see her knees in the car like she's like has to be so crouched in the car just to even fit. Uh, and I love this valet guy. Oh, he's such a oh. douche nozzle. <laughs> it's so funny though where he's like, yeah, he's like, you can't, you can't uh, park here. You can drop her off. He's like, there's a there's a parking lot over there on Olympic. He's like, we we were told there was a valet. He's like, yeah, that's me on the valet. He's like. Well, take it. He's like, well, can't you valet? He goes, yeah, it's over there on Olympic. There's a parking lot over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, all right then. <laughs> and so they go to park the car, and they uh, eventually get up to the hospital room, get her checked in and everything. And then all of a sudden, we hear a boom. <laughs> and uh, Bart is like, shit. Like, I told them not to come. <laughs> And uh, Scott's like, I better go out there. And we see that the female Furies have uh, come to. And he's wearing. Support Barda. Yeah, he's wearing a Superman shirt. Superman shirt this time. And I like, again, he's so calm about everything. Just real mellow. Everything is, no matter what is, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. It has to be fine, right? It's fine. Um, It's a real awkward position for Scott to be in, especially at this point with now Orion dead. Scott is now High Father of New Genesis. And so these are. The people he's fighting a war against in this in this waiting room, right? But it's kind of a a, a temporary peace, I guess, or at least in this context, context yeah. right? Where they're like, "We're just here to support Barda." Um, I like 
I, I just really like Barda. I don't know. I, as someone that's uh, been uh, a man in a in a room with a woman giving birth and stuff, I feel like Tom King captures kind of the 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 mood because as a man like it's hard because he's all he can do is like it's fine like i'm sure we'll figure it out you know because you, you feel so bad because you can't do anything you know and um yeah i, I just really like the way it's written i hear Again, it's not that painful though oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah she rolled her eyes um it's not that bad barda has a real gentle <laughs> moment here though where the uh the heart monitor stops beeping oh, yeah Freaks and, you out. Yeah, and, and she starts talking to her stomach where she's like, it's okay, sweetie, it's mommy, mommy, you know, whatever. And it's like, you don't see Barda let her guard down like that too much, kind of be a little more vulnerable. She's a very tough woman and stuff, especially in this book, very guarded, very walls up. Yeah. Um, so I like how they're still trying to figure out the name. Right. Oh, and he's he's <laughs> suggesting all these like new god names. Where he's like, how about like Stormbreaker or whatever. Say <laughs> like, I had an uncle named Stormbreaker. Like, no, we're not naming the fucking child. <laughs> um, and then uh, they when the heart thing stops beeping, they come in, they put her on her side, and they eventually get you know the baby just shifted and stuff, and they get the, the heart to come back on. Um, and he's like, I should probably go check on on those guys out there again. And so when he goes out there, um, I think Bernadette is her name. She is the sister of Dasad. For anyone that watched Zack Snyder's Justice League, the that crazy, big, this crazy lady, or the the one that gives him the knife. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Uh, the big cloak guy that's with Darkseid in Justice in Zack Snyder's Justice oh, League, okay. Dasad. This is his sister. Um, and so when he's out there, she gives him. She says, "Look, the tool." He, well, I I also like the. She talks about there's there are no births on apocalypse. Like when babies are ready, they're just cut out of the mothers because oh, apocalypse yeah, is right. very fucking metal and brutal as shit, right? <laughs> like there are no births, and um, he says the tools they have will not cut her and stuff because you guys are new gods. Like yeah. it, I didn't think, it, yeah, you're right. So um, she gives him this this dagger knife thing that's it's made out of dark side's flesh because only like the flesh of a god can cut through another god so he gives and i like that she's very forward about like and i'm i was planning to kill you with this like, and one day i will kill you with this um, so he takes it in there um and the baby's coming now, and when the baby comes out, uh, the baby comes out with the blue face, and it can't breathe, and Bart is like, it's, why is it not crying? Um, the umbilical cord's wrapped around That's its neck. That's what happened to me. Did that really happen to you? Yeah, back 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 in the day when I was born, they wouldn't allow the, in the father in 16? the room. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just how it was back then, but they let my dad come in because they didn't think I was going to make it, because oh. each time my mom would push my my heartbeat would just go oh. just kept flatlining and they were like you might want to come in here because yeah. this might not go good <laughs> you might want to come say hi and bye to yourself <laughs> basically what they did that'd were... be terrible <laughs> yeah and then this is interesting right when they're talking about have you guys ever saw the movie Jacob's Ladder no so the Jacob's Ladder it's the little fizzing starts to happen about right around here and you know, I can't tell if it's about uncomfortable moments for him or right. things that he's making. That's up. a great conversation, though, between the two of them, where she's like, "Do you remember Jacob's Ladder? Mm -hmm. Like, remember you, there was always the belief that if you could get to the top, of, no one free. knew what was top of it, but it was out of Granny's reach. It was heaven up there, and stuff." And she talked about 
every time you would try to escape, you would always wave to us on the ladder. We always caught you, but like he always smiled. You know, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so she says, I think we should name the baby Jacob, which is, which is cute. Um, and then so once the baby comes out, they have the umbilical cord around the neck and they try to use their human tools, human Silly instruments. Silly humans. <laughs> To uh, cut it, and of course it won't cut, and uh, Scott uses the, uh, the, they have a name for it, but I forget what it's called. The, the Farron the, the, knife. The Farron knife, that's what it's called, yep. Um, and you get the nice dark side is right before they before they cut it. Um, to And of course the baby starts crying right afterward. Good baby. And then I like when he, he goes and gives the, the knife back to Bernadette, she's like, don't forget, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you will die. And that that's basically the end of the end of issue six um, or seven. Sorry, oh, they're just happy. They are. It's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, this this issue, Funky Flashman is back. Everyone's favorite uh, Stanley. But he died. Parody. Obviously not. I know. Obviously not. No one dies in this book, except for maybe Mister Miracle. Dun dun dun. Um, I love Funky, I like Flashman. Funky. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, and it, it's one of those like super true moments too, where like when you have what because Funky Flashman kind of becomes Jacob's sitter caretaker kind of thing. Like yeah, um, yeah. And so when one person spends a lot of time around the kid, and then also around one of the parents, but not so much the other one, there's the there's the time where he's like, that's not how Barta does it. Yeah, you know whatever. And it's like <laughs> everyone's been through that one time where it's like, God damn it, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Love it. Um, and then just some of these, some of these pages here were, uh, they basically they're taking shifts because the war is still going on, um, and they're they're pretty gruesome, man. It really, Mitch Garris does a good job of really showing like how bloody and battered this war really is, and the effect that it has on poor Scott, especially here where he gets shot in the foot or the leg or whatever it is, and they have to come like repair his leg. And they're talking about what he's been doing that day. Right. Um, I think we talked about Batman. last time that uh, Dark Side is kind of became a, a thing for a while when this book came out. Another big phrase that came out of this was Batman Kills Babies. Um, <laughs> and this is the first time I was seeing it, so okay. it cracked me up. It was just one of those things like people would just like put on Twitter or whatever. They would just kind of say it when this book was popular. Because uh, Funky Flashman, because Jacob likes Batman. And uh, even though we don't see any other DC characters so in this besides Booster Gold and... Uh, Blue Beetle. None of the other DC heroes show up in this book, but they're very much referenced in, especially ways, especially yeah. Batman. Um, and so he, Jacob has this little Batman doll, and Scott's like, "You can't put dolls in the crib with them and stuff." Whatever. It's <laughs> like not Batman. Batman doesn't kill babies. Like yes, Batman kills babies. He loves that Batman. <laughs> they have studies. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have studies. Um, I like the kind of common thread of the. Uh, I don't know what the hell's that name song Hush Little Baby song that mm-hmm. he constantly sings to to And Jacob the color also. you know, the happy colors right. versus the really red skies. Could it and... be heaven and hell. Oh Golly, mm-hmm. you cray cray. <laughs> um, I like uh Scott describing to Barda that uh, or, or or is it Barda telling him where she thinks she he the baby laughed. Yeah. So, well, he made this noise and like it wasn't a laugh, but I realized that that was like his laugh. His, that yeah. was his attempt at a laugh. 
Um, it, it, a lot of the dialogue in here, I think that's what that's what gets me the most about well, this book. I don't book. think we see Barda at all in this particular issue, right? Um, God, I. I want to say no. We I think do, they, but you hear only her, hear, but that's but one of the thing. Right. I think it's that disconnect. Because I think they're trying to show you the the disconnect. Of well, them. and I thought this fight was awesome, where they were. Where oh yeah, I can't be there. Okay, I'll go take care of him. You sure? Yeah. And, and then I, I almost had him. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Scott's like Barta. Kanto is here and he's like saying that you agreed to fight him and whoever lost <laughs> had to like pull their troops off the battlefield and, and Barda's like going to like an appointment about her breastfeeding whatever he's, yeah. like, he's like so you gotta fight this guy like do you want me to go to the appointment for you and she's like Scott what do you know about my boobs yeah. <laughs> and he's like okay well I mean I guess, I sh- I guess I'll just fight Kanto for you he doesn't do it very good he gets good his though. ass kicked yeah. <laughs> and look how cute that baby's getting oh I know right and the Superman's a different color, yeah, and no, then it's red, and, and then blue. And... Happy B. <laughs> I like Funky being like, "Who's a little funk? Who's a little funky? Are you a little funky?" <laughs> well, and it's like the nanny. You just become so ingrained in the whole part. Huh. I didn't catch that it was a red and then a blue S. I like them uh, being. Oh no, with... it's a blue and then a red and yeah. then a blue. Oh, mm. so it's like here's the glitch yeah, where it's just this one frame where. It glitches out and then it comes back um i like them being back on apocalypse finding a, a child parademon like do they have kids like, i, I guess so even, oh i know that was sad and, and then they kill him well i mean yeah because light rays a <laughs> dick you gotta kill her i mean you gotta kill and uh you just see the the stress of everything wearing on scott as he's trying to Oh, yeah. Go through everything while Funky Flashman's feeding Jacob and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I just really, I really love all of these pages that are just the red pages that are just really War. emphasizing how, yeah, how how bloody and stuff this this thing really is. Um, <laughs> I like Jacob being t- taking his first steps and Barda not being there, so they use the mother box <laughs> to. <laughs> Like FaceTime with her, basically, yeah. whatever. But Funky's like, I don't know, can, I can't see Barda. Can you see? She's like, I can see up your nose. Turn it back. Turn it back. <laughs> and then he go, Holy shit! He's a moving. And then uh, Scott walking on Apocalypse. It just has like a broken man singing "Hush, Little Baby" to himself. Um, with again, Dark Side is. And then um, I love that the, the oh, when, when he there. when he hears Jacob. He, well, yeah, he's so broken. Right, like, he's done. But when he hears Jacob bodies. call him dad dad for the first yeah. time, that that <laughs> motivates him to get back up again. Which is beautiful. It's just a beautiful thing. And then they're back on the couch together. Yep. This been oh, so they, they, the Aquaman they, they shirt. I together. was like wondering. I was thinking that. Oh, that is an Aquaman shirt. Indeed, indeed, it is. And they get her, him, sorry, him back to sleep for a little bit. This issue now takes place on Apocalypse again, where they're going to basically have like a peace negotiation. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. With Calabac. And Calabac is the other son of Darkseid, but he was he's always the one that's kind of like. The ugly son? Had to try to earn his. Yeah, like Darkseid doesn't give a shit about Calabac. Orion has always been. The son of Darkseid, you know what I mean? And, like, Mr. Miracle ran away, whatever. But 
Calabac is the he he's been the one that stayed the most loyal to him, but is never gotten. He's not. The, he's not. He's not treated as an heir. He's not. He doesn't get any of the respect or anything like that. Um, love the fact that the table is being held up by prisoner new god prisoners. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and Kanto's there. And uh, Mr. Miracle's talking about how he needs to go to the bathroom, and Kanto's going to take him to show it where it is, and he, he, he gives him this story about how he's like, you know, I went back to the Renaissance once. <laughs> and he's like, and me and Leonardo da Vinci, we, we had a thing. Like, he had a boyfriend at the time, too, but he's like, we, we had a good little fling there for a bit. <laughs> and the bathroom is basically this giant, like, 300 pit mm-hmm. that you just pee into, which I don't want to know how you take a deuce in there yeah right okay so you thought about that too when i was watching that it's like how's that the restroom though uh i'm like you either have to squat really carefully squat or you're gonna have to take a couple steps forward poop and then be willing to like kick it into (laughs) the hole put some thought into this well Well, i didn't think that hard into it i just thought i would be very Um, dangerous kanto tells him this story about these two artists there's an, a master and, and an apprentice and uh they decide to have like a paint off paint off um whereas like we're just gonna spend a whole year working on your best piece and then we'll do, we'll let people decide who's better he's basically trying to show that i've i've mm-hmm. beat you now i've i've passed you master kind of thing and so when the time comes they both have their paintings there and the the apprentice goes first and he pulls the curtain off his painting and he just has this like simple painting of like six grapes on a plate and everyone's kind of like that's it that's what you did in a year and he's got like his chest puffed out and stuff and then soon after there's these birds that were flying overhead that come and they start pecking at the painting because mm-hmm. the grapes look so real and everyone's like oh and uh he tells the master painter now where he's like i mean just for all fairness, you should probably show everyone what you did, even though it's clear I've I've beat you, mm-hmm. whatever. So go ahead and and remove the curtain, and the master says, "What curtain?" So it's kind of a yeah. mic drop there. Ta-da! Kind of clever. It is, and they have. It, this, you know what? It, it is. is too. And they're staring at each I other. I love when he pulls out his readers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Calabac with glasses is, is pretty funny. Um, I love Mr. Miracle putting like standing up to Calabac and being like, "Look, you're not negotiating with some new Genesis Paradise Rays. Like, I grew up in the pits with Granny and shit. Like, you're not gonna come walk all over me the way that you've walked all over other people. Like, you know what I mean? So stop with the hardball, basically, the kind of thing. Your scare tactic and shit aren't gonna work. And then you see shortly after that that he's like shaking." And shit the whole time. I just Light Ray's such a douche. Oh, Light Ray, and I love that it's just like Bart is constantly like Light Ray, shut, shut the hell up. Like, like, shut up. He is just constantly an asshole, and I like this moment where he just kind of sits down and grabs his paper. Right. Um, Barda is drinking bone wine, which she she tells that her, Granny taught her and the rest of the Furies how to make it, where it has to be made from the bone marrow of yeah. new gods, and they were shown how to how to do it. They're talking about how we used to make it and have to take it all the way up to the castle and stuff. We drink <laughs> half of it by the time we get there, and Dark Side would be so pissed. Um, which will come back later. 
um, back in the negotiations, they there's they start screaming at each other and shit. I like when Calabac gets so mad that he just grabs one of the guys that's like holding up holding up the Poor table bastard. and just th- <laughs> just throws him against the wall. <laughs> it's pretty gruesome too. Like oh, geez. oh yeah, that's a, that's a little much. Um, and they're they're counting the day. I think they're on apocalypse here for like six days, six or seven days, something like that. Um. Calabac brings, after uh, Mr. Miracle is kind of like, look, we were raised by Granny. We're not the, your normal shit. Uh, he brings them this mirror that Granny has. She's like, yeah, after you brought her, brought her up the other day, you know, it made me think that maybe, you know, she ain't going to be using it anymore because, I mean, you guys killed her. But, yeah. you know, I think you guys should have this. And um, it's this mirror that shows you what you look like on the inside because they talk about how Granny Goodness would use... I don't want to say plastic surgery, but like she 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 would remove your scars and remove your markings and stuff through different techniques, and but and she would always repeat the phrase "You're beautiful on the outside, but inside you're mine." No. And so this mirror shows you what you look like on the inside, and you see him and Barda are both just these battered, torn people, just scar tissue everywhere, all the shit they've been through. Ugh. I, I I like that. It's a nice touch. But they're together, man. Oh yeah, man. Um, He's such a douche, man. <laughs> him and uh, him and Kanto end up back at the uh, pissing hole for all intents and purposes. Um, and <laughs> I like where he's like, I just gotta be honest with you. I made that shit up. About being honest <laughs> with you. He's like, what? Why? He's like, I don't know. Hanging out with the High Father of New Genesis. I gotta say something. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good too. <laughs> that was too. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like as if that would impress him like oh we're fucking around with Leonardo da Vinci right on yeah I like that they go crawl back into the pits and shit and yeah. whatever and like for old time's sake kind of thing um on our on in our first part episode I used a phrase that Aaron kind of battled me on so I'm gonna choose to correct it because I I, I said that uh I really enjoyed seeing these two, I called them deeply disturbed individuals, how they kind of found each other, and Aaron was kind of like, deeply, so I I think I'm going to refer to them as damaged, they're very damaged people, maybe not disturbed, right, but they're they're definitely very traumatized and damaged people, very abused, and it's kind of like, oh, let's crawl into the pits for one last hoorah kind of a thing, and I like Scott's even first, like, you're crazy, you're fucking crazy. And she's like, come on, it's our last day. (laughs) And so they were so close to negotiating the peace, and then they go back for the last day, and Calabac's like, well, um, Father rejected our offer. And Scott's like, I thought you had his authority to Mm -hmm. negotiate whatever. He goes, well, this is his new proposal now. What he's willing to do is he's willing to withdraw all of his troops, and he will give you the... He will release the anti-life equation. He will relinquish the anti-life equation. The Equinox Trader. Equinox Trader. And Scott's like, that wasn't even on the table. He goes, well, it is now. But he only wants one thing in return. He wants Jacob free. Um, Hmm. So, and it's this awful thing of Darkseid to do to make... To do to ask him to do something he knows he can't do to give up his son the same way that High Father had to give him up to Darkseid when he was a baby. 
Um, this cover is probably my favorite one. Oh, yeah. Oh, it kicks ass. It's, it's yeah, it's really, a good cover. Yeah, it's really fucking sweet. That, this one and issue two are both really, really good. They're, those are, like, right there. Um, they get home, and Barda refuses to have the conversation. Doesn't, we'll, we'll not even talk about it. Um, and he's like, I feel like, you know, like, we should, we should talk about this. And he goes... Um, out drinking with Booster Gold and uh, Ted Cord, yeah. Blue Beetle, and I like that he just has like a like a flannel version of the Mister Miracle <laughs> shirt, <laughs> which is pretty sweet. And um, they're they're basically just like, hey man, like we're here for you, but you know that's that's some tough shit. Like because he's like, what, what the hell am I what the hell am I gonna right? do? Like, um. I like that Skeets is drunk too, flying, <laughs> yeah. flying loop de loops around him and stuff. This, this seems really heartbreaking to me of watching Scott just collapse in the shower, and it, it's just all of the weight of all this shit, starting with his attempted suicide, building to him now being at. Because even though they've been fighting this war and it's been tough, you can see how much joy the baby has brought them. And now they've they've been asked to give away like the one little no thing they have bright light in their world yeah, um, and all she all Barda wants to talk about is the party where she's like how many people should we invite I mean right. they they say it's not really for them it's more for us it's more like a, a celebration that we, we made it and you know it's like and that and right as Scott's collapsing she's like we made it Scott you know and it's just like he's just a broken down man very sad. Big guy. He's yeah. He goes to. He's like, I need a Batman cake for my son. Like, when do you need it by? Well, she wants it on his birthday, but his birthday is Saturday, and that's the day after we have this big work thing. So I, I don't know. Maybe we should do it like the day before. She's like, so so Thursday. Well, so here's the thing, because I don't know if we're still gonna have him anymore at this point. Um, Scott's got a. Uh, uh, reverse flash shirt on now as they're on the couch and he he tries to confront Bart again about it like we Does need not go well we need to talk about it and she smashes the Mr. Miracle poster above their and couch and Darkseid's in the little glass right there is he really? oh isn't that his is that eyeball? Him? yeah it is yeah that is oh him. shit yep. wow good eye thanks guys I'm good all on eye. it whoo just staring at him mocking him uh, I love this scene of him at the party store, or whatever it is. Getting, oh, when he's asking the guy. Yeah, and the guy's like, opinion. the guy's like, you have a rewards card? And he's like, can I ask you a question? And he's like, our rewards program <laughs> is is pretty sweet. You get this much off, and this. He's like, uh, he's like, I am in a war that I could end, and like six billion people are gonna die, but I have to give up my only son. What do you think I should do? And the guy. Tells it. The guy actually gives him he an answer. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, like, he's like, well, he goes, he goes, life is about happiness, right? And optimizing the amount of happiness for the most people possible. He's like, it's almost like a life equation. That is a you, horrible things. Right. Like, and that, that's Tom King being a little bit on the nose there, but yeah. but definitely it makes sense where the way he explains it, where it's like it's almost like you put all these decisions into the equation, whichever one equals the maximum amount of happiness that's what you should do so if you think that uh your the happiness of those six billion people outweighs the loss of your son then you should do it 
And then it's just silent, silent for a minute where he's like, but really, do you want to join our rewards program? It's basically free money. <laughs> and then the swing. I, lo- I like his escape. When he crawl- climbs into the ball with the swords, his little I, escape I almost, thing. Yeah, I almost took that as like another kind of a suicide attempt. Maybe not like really like he knew he'd survive it but it was more just like out of frustration because it's like god damn it and it was more just like he wants to oh i f- i felt he like he, he would he would rather die than have to make this decision is what I, is what i took oh it okay as. i took it as kind of like a little break from everything that was going on he couldn't escape it in time and oh. swords went and he's like oh shit like oh, okay. he, he's just off of his game at this point and he couldn't escape in time right. and the swords came down that's interesting okay that's i think i think they both work yeah yeah, they both work. And then it's um, sad. I they love have this, this scene at the park here where um, Jacob's in the swing and Scott wants to talk to Barda about it again. And he's like, you know, we both grew up on Apocalypse and like we turned out okay. <laughs> Just like, did we? He's like, well, I mean, not back then, but like now. Like, I mean, now we're we're okay, right? And she's like, is that why I found you bleeding out by the toilet, Scott? We're okay. And this is really, and this is like Barta finally getting yeah, all the shit exactly. out all the way back to that first issue where it's like, when do I get to escape? You know, all this shit. You were just gonna leave all this shit to me, all these decisions, everything else. And you know, what were you trying to get away from me? And he's like, no, it's not like that. It's like you're trying to get away from everything. That includes me. Little legs. Um, and it, it's yeah, it's good to see Barda just kind of explode there for a minute because it's like it's just been so pent up. And then there's Batman. More I love, Batman. I love, I love her mocking him where she's like, "Aren't you the fucking god hero of New Genesis?" <laughs> oh, praise Scott fucking free. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Oh, and he tells him about the little uh, Batman story. Oh, okay, so th- this is something I don't know if we we really emphasized in the part one as much as we probably should have. This For for you to truly appreciate this book, I mean, you can read it and everything and, and enjoy it just fine. For you to truly appreciate this book, you have to understand that Tom King is a massive fan of Jack Kirby. And you have to understand that Jack Kirby, you have to know who he was and the role he played in comics, how big of a part he was, not only in The New Gods, but in almost all of your favorite things from Marvel prior to this, right? And so, and even Funky Flashman being the, the Stan Lee kind of... So this book gets really meta here where Funky Flashman is telling Scott about this story that him and Jacob have come up with together. And he's like, he knows like six words, right? And he goes, well, he's just, he's the imagination. I just write it down, mm-hmm. which was exactly the relationship that Jack Kirby and Stanley had, right? Mm-hmm. Jack Kirby came up with most of those characters. He came up with a lot of the story and what became sort of the Marvel method where Jack Kirby would draw the pages and basically do the story himself, give those pages to Stanley, and he would write the dialogue based off of what the, the drawings... They basically mm-hmm. did it backwards versus how... Traditionally, you would do a comic where you write a script, just, and then yeah. The, yeah so um, this is very, very on the head here of like he's the imagination. I just write the words, and then the story here is Silver Surfer and Galactus. 
talking about the Sun Eater and stuff, which is, you know, one of Jack Kirby's greatest, you know, I, I mean, when, when I think of Jack Kirby, even before the Fourth World stuff, which I really love, I think of Fantastic Four, and mm-hmm. I think of, uh, you know, a lot of that shit. Um, fun, fun thing here, um, this page was drawn by Tom King, and Tom King got very popular at the comic conventions for a couple of years for doing very, very bad sketch covers, <laughs> where people would bring him blank covers, and he would draw on them, and they were very awful, and it, and it kind of became a thing that like people want, like, I want a Tom King Really? Cover. cover. But yeah, because they were so bad. And none of them looked alike. You know what I mean? He would draw like a little Batman stick figure guy or something, whatever. Oh, that bad, huh? And that was like at the height of... This book was at the height of that. So it was like, let's have Tom King draw this page. Because it's supposed to look like shit. And it does. It really, really does. It definitely does. I like the fact that his little dogs are... But the, his legs are never quite the same size any time. Yep. Uh, and then he's like, it's Jacob's story, man. It's right. like mine. And we got the Batman balloons in the background. Very cute. And I like that he just, just like, he goes, this, this is the meaning of life. He's just like, Excelsior. Oh. <laughs> 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 um. I like I like the way they kind of make up here where, you know, they had their big fight earlier and stuff and they lay I I love the way they always like he's lays on her on the couch or whatever. Um I like you can see the spot on the wall where the poster was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but yeah, you're yeah. right. Um and he's like, "Okay, well I'm going to take Jacob to Apocalypse and I'm going to tell Darkseid that I'm going to hand him over to him, and then I'm going to kill my my dad. And Bart is like, "Cool, I'll come," mm-hmm. you know. And then they're like, "And let's do it." Gotta have some, gotta have some makeup action in there. <laughs> this is another cover that's also pretty sweet. I mean, they're they're all good, but oh, yeah. uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, first thing before you can go anywhere, have to get a veggie tray. Yeah, it's always the veggie bring, tray. Yep, gotta bring the veggie tray, and I really love. As someone that's not much of a vegetable person, I love that in all the times you see the veggie tray in this book, everyone goes for the carrots first. Because it's like, absolutely you go for the carrots first. You're well, kidding yourself if you're going for anything else. Well, and I like the fact that they're packing this, because I don't know how many times you pack, like, Ahmed's stroller and everything, and it's like this big production of what can you put in it and how much you have to put in it. Have diapers. What about yeah. bottles? And then have... you always forget something. How is that humanly possible when you have every pocket for everything, but we always forgot something, but they grab the Batman because Batman kills babies. Right. I love when they show up and Leilani's there and she's like, I was told to inspect you guys for weapons. Like, no weapons, just a stroller. And I love Scott. Be like, I got a veggie tray. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's so happy in his face. And then it just cuts to dark side dipping a carrot in. <laughs> That is pretty good, right? It's awesome, and it's not something that you ever like. How many artists have drawn Dark Side with a carrot? Doing yeah. something like this, yeah, yeah. professionally for DC. <laughs> pretty awesome. He liked it enough. He went. He, he did a second yeah. one too. This is another thing I really love, and y'all know how I love the uh, the not me the nine panel grid. Love that Dark Side <laughs> is such a larger than life character that he spans. That's pretty cool, right? Right, and then 
to where we get to these guys, to, to Scott and Barty here, where it's still a broken up image, but they still fit in All one three of them. They yeah. still fit in one panel compared to Dark And I Side. like how the baby Jacob is just kind of kicking it. Right. Oh, and he's just like wandering the yeah. throne room. Yeah, he's all over the place. That's very much what like a little toddler does. Like, oh my god, they're everywhere. And they're fast, too. I like that he grabs uh, Darkseid's nose. <laughs> very funny. And then they start arguing about, that's not his word for nose. Yes, it is. I know, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> like, that's definitely a parent thing to do with, with, a, young, with a young child and stuff. Um... A happy baby is not what Darkseid wants. And so Dasad and Darkseid are like, okay, well, look, here's the deal. As far as relinquishing the anti-life equation, it's knowledge. You, we can't relinquish knowledge because you can't. he can't unlearn it once he's learned it. But what he can do is take away his ability to use the Omega Beams, which basically renders the anti-life equation useless. So Darkseid rips his eye out and gives it to Barda. I love that she like immediately squishes it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah she's like, badass. Yeah, be done with that shit. And they're like, okay, well, um, I guess there's nothing uh, left to do now but say goodbye to my son. And even though we as the reader by this point knows that Scott is not leaving Jacob there. We've ar- they've already decided they're going to kill Darkseid. We know that's the plan. Mm-hmm. This speech that he gives him here to me is so good where he's like look I don't really know what my dad told me before he gave me away but I don't think I'd want to remember it anyways and I don't want you to remember this but I do remember times feeling like somebody out there loved me so that's all I want you to remember I just want you to know that somewhere out there somebody loves you Um, and it's like that's probably what he would have said to him if they were going to Get, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they sold it. it. It's it's a very genuine moment. And then I love that he picks him up and he just goes, okay, honey, I got him. <laughs> um, then Barta just flips the stroller over and is like, hey, Darkseid, we had, it's like, we're always looking for new things for my husband to try to escape out of. This is a piece of the Miracle Machine from one of the crises, which is a Grant Morrison nod. That's from, that's a Final Crisis oh, okay. uh, nod. Um, and it's like, it's unstoppable. And so they just start shooting with what Darkseid does eventually stop it because he's fucking Darkseid. Yeah. Because Darkseid is. Um, I love that you get the the bastard and then Darkseid Dark is, is and he yes goes, I yes, am. I am. And I'm always like, is he referencing Darkseid is or is he referenci- referencing being called a bastard? What is all, he agreeing it's to? It's all of it. I yeah. think it's all. Darkseid is, right? It's yeah. all of the above? Yeah. Right. Andy's bastard. I like that. Um, and then he just starts beating. So he he knocks Barda down. I thought Barda was dead for a minute. And he just starts beating the shit out of Scott. I mean, yeah, just oh, yeah. beating the piss out of him. And, and the poor, poor kid. Yeah, poor Jake's there. And then uh, he crawls his way over to the veggie tray. <laughs> pulls up. I love that veggie tray is like an integral part of the of the of the plot. Um, pulls out. They made another. What was a Farron knife? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Um, and uh, I love that he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> just stabs Darkseid in the face with it. And just over and over again, fuck you. And it was like, this is years of resentment and torture and abuse coming out of Scott Free right now. Just stabbing this motherfucker in the face. And uh, he's like, you know, I got this made out of your flesh. And you're probably wondering how I got it because... 
I, you killed Orion, and Orion is the son of Darkseid, and luckily Sorry, I, didn't I have a tray. I have a wife that knows how to use bone marrow of gods to make wine, whatever. And I love how he kind of gets to the whole thing of like you always marry up. Mm-hmm. Um, cute line there. Oh, and then uh, as soon, veggies. so after they beat Darkseid, I like that Barda's immediately like, "What was that?" All that shit you just said in front of Jacob? You swore like that. <laughs> it's like, what happened to escape this? We agreed your line was escape this. Like It was kind of a moment thing. <sighs> <laughs> and then she says, well, I hope you're fucking happy. He goes, well, I am fucking happy. <laughs> and then uh, Desaad says, uh, Mr. Miracle, you you know, you prevailed. Congratulations. He takes the hood off. We find out it's Metron. Um... And they're like, you know, you've seen the face of God now. Everything, you you can escape. He tells them that there is another world. And so the world we see here is basically continuity. This is main DC continuity, right? Would this be rebirth? Right, that's when this was coming out. But it's meant to just be as a signal of this is the main DC universe. And if you'll notice, we have Orion here, we have Barda here, there's no Mr. Miracle here in this. You got multiple flashes and stuff, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, the whole deal. No Mr. Miracle. Um, there's even a kitty. Kitty! And, and the schwump thing's even there. <laughs> the schwump thing. The schwump thing. <laughs> um, so now it's like, okay... What what does this all mean? Now we head into the last issue. So the last issue is gonna be hard to, to explain because it's one of those that even now rereading this again, I've heard so many different theories. I don't even necessarily know if I know what this is. <laughs> but uh, in the first page here, you get kind of some cool homages. These are all real people, and you, you'll notice you got Jim Lee, Dan DiDio here. In this panel, um, there's wow. there's Mitch Garris, there's Tom King, and they're all watching the the. And um, I'm not sure who all. I know they're all real people. All these people are are work either work for DC or were friends of. Well, that's the um, movie guys right there. Yeah, so. yeah. it's Paul Shear, and yeah, it's the head of the Get Made guys right there. There you go. So, um, yeah, just kind of cool. I like uh, he. Scott's talking to this voice about the mirror. And I was like, really? After everything I went through for you, you put it in the bathroom? He's like, well, I can move it. I'm like, oh, you don't have to move it. He's like, I just said I would move it. And he's talking to <laughs> Granny. And sh- and he's finally shaving his beard off mm-hmm. now. Um, and talking about, uh, you know, my she keeps calling him my sweet boy. Look at you and everything. And uh, she says... You, you missed your chance. Metron, that was the signal. You you, you could have escaped, but you chose to, to stay away from me. Kind of a thing. And uh, they, they've got Jacob. He's getting bigger. And uh, th- so the war is back on now, basically, because they killed Darkseid and shit, mm. and there was no peace treaty. So don't know who's running shit now. They don't say, but... Um, they had to go back to Apocalypse, and now Barda finally gets to whoop on fucking Kanto's ass. Um, and while they're watching the fight, Scott is drinking some bone wine. He's talking to um, uh, Forager, who we saw get killed in Scott's living room 
previously. Remember where he came yeah. and he mm-hmm. was like, "My people are basically being used as pawns." This is basically a, this issue you're seeing. He's talking to dead people at right. this point, and he's saying, "You're you're in hell. Like you you killed yourself back in issue one, and you have been in hell, and you're just repeating this hell over and over again." Um, Bart is pregnant again. We find out that she's going to have a little girl now. Oh, little girl. Yep. Um, now Scott sees Orion. I love that uh, the correction again where he's like, brother, I'm disappointed in you. He says, you're not my brother. Yeah. Um, he says, you might you might as well be dead. Um, Funky Flashman is playing with Jacob, but they have toys of the new gods he's got a dark side action figure there he's got an orion action figure a high father looks like oberon's over there granny goodness right um so lots of weird stuff in this last issue um dark side sitting on the couch and jacob being like dasa and then like dasa us like dark side is Mm -hmm. um so it's like can he can he see dark side right does Scott see him there? Is he there? Um, the last miracle has changed. The yeah, the poster's the different. Poster. You don't know if that's because things are different or because Barda broke the other one? It's both. Right. I, I feel it's both. Um, we go back to the kid again that, uh, if you remember, the mm-hmm. school teacher telling the Saw kids, the draw whatever you want. Yeah, they draw dinosaurs. Once the kid says, I draw God. So no one knows what God looks like. He says, they do now. And um, he's explaining the fourth world well the first world was this the second is this blah 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 and uh the kid says and try to escape when he says the fourth world is is my world it's what i see when i close my eyes and he says and try to escape um when scott's walking outside he sees high father and he's like you have been confronted and corrupted by the anti-life equation and oh, but, go, but he goes to buy the wieners and they're like what no veggie tray oh yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and he's like and you've become a victim of it. This is a fantasy that you're living in, basically. And he, he punches him and basically tells him to fuck off. And he says, you hear me, boy? I am your father. I am your that god. That always works. Right. And then uh, finally he talks to Oberon, which was the like the first dead person he talked to way back in the first issue where... He's like, honey, Oberon's here. She's like, honey, Oberon died like right. a month ago. Um, and this is where the book gets real meta again because he talks about Oberon's time about uh, continuities and stuff like that. And he says they're they're confusing. They're a mess. And this is again another kind of a nod and homage to Jack Kirby because Jack Kirby very much believed in just. I just want to tell stories. Right, it didn't matter about... Right, and there's a part where uh, where Oberon tells him, he says, it'll break your heart. And that was a famous Jack Kirby quote where he says, comics will break your heart. Um, so again, there's a, lot, there's a lot of stuff going on in here that's like, y- you don't need that to read this, but knowing this, you can see these are very much purposely placed. Because these are Jack Kirby's characters, and this is what Tom King's trying to do by kind of give... And uh, something we didn't even bring up in in the first uh, half of this, where um, Scott's got like his last three days before he's going to be executed after his trial, where they go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame 
and he sees Jack Kirby's hands and signature in them, oh, yeah. and, and he puts his hand in it, and it's too small. Um, I don't think we brought that up in the previous issue. Stupid previous issue. Um, now, Tom King has uh, Mitch Garrett's draw Scott Free in an Adam Strange shirt because that's the next book he was going to work on after this. Yeah. Which I think is is over. Or... Uh, if, if it's not, there's like one issue left, okay. I think. Yeah. Pretty close, which I haven't read. Which I'm, I'm sure it's probably pretty good. Um, I do I do really like the line of... Oh, and, and Oberon kind of tells him this whole thing when he's talking about continuities and that, where he's like, is any of that stuff any more real than the wife and kids that you mm-hmm. have here kind of thing? And then um, I love the line here of Darkseid is, yeah, I know, but we are too. And uh, that that's basically the end. I like, uh, you know, I can I can always escape, can you? You know, kind of thing. And so the ending is 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 very open ended, very open to interpretation. Aww. There's a lot of different covers that are awesome. These were all a lot of variants that I wasn't able to get. I have the single issues, but most of them are the A covers. Cause a lot of these went very quickly. That one's a good one, huh? Um. So, Tom King has said that he knows what he believes to be. the ending of the book is. But he also says he's. it's one of those things where he says he's never going to tell anybody. He's never going to publicly say oh, anything because cause he thinks it, it's better for... And uh, he was Sorry. also asked about the glitches and stuff. And he says they have a meaning, but it was one of those things where I'm not going to tell you what they are. Um, and that's one I still don't know. I know they have a purpose and I know there's got to be... Trigger? One theory I've heard is that kind of this whole thing about... Scott replaying this hell over and over again, making the life he wanted to. The glitches the, the, are the his changes. are his changes yeah, yeah, yeah. as he goes through. That's probably the best theory I've heard, but I don't know. Okay. Um, like changes, as in that he's changing the end of that story. This is him the, reliving it so many times. These those are the moments he's changing things to right to get to the ending he wants. Right. Oh, he's, I see what you're saying. So, um, I mean, we can kind of all. Jump it. Mary has said like nothing this whole podcast. Uh, Come I, just on, barely, Mary. I just barely realized it's, it's, that. It's mostly been you this whole time. That's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I like this book a lot. I I, um, I finished this up. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday when I sat down and finished this? I think it was Wednesday. When was I sending you the Batman? I think it was children? Wednesday. Is that what it was? Um, and yeah, when it was done with it, um, I don't know. There, there. I had a lot of a lot of thoughts, but. I did too. The basic, my basic, um, I think he died. I do too. I think he's dead. Yep. And throughout this kind of purgatory, kind of what you were saying, like he's he's changing things. He's, mm-hmm. he's going through, he, he basically, he's got to the end where he's, he's been, th- in that, the issue where they're switching off babysitting duties. Right. I think that's the perfect analogy of heaven and hell right there. Right. Like, and... At the end, he's finally made it to the point where he's happy. He's got mm-hmm. a family now. Yep. He's got a daughter coming. He's choosing to stay dead. And because... all the people are coming and saying, but this isn't real. And he's right. like, but I'm happy now. Exactly. I'm, he, he, this he's is where choosing I'm to stay dead. Yeah. Um, and the, that double page spread was, and I, I mean, they, they even said it in here, was like, that was your chance to right. go on and be rebooted with the yep. rest of everybody. Yep, exactly. And like, come back. Yeah. Come back into... 
Um, and he did not. One of the big tagline things for this book was like, Scott Free, can he escape life? Can he escape death? I think um, he chose to escape life and then chose to stay in death. Like, he could escape death and chose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's very much where I'm at. I think he's... That there's another theory floating around out there that uh, after the Metron thing, where they're at is the quote-unquote the real world because that's why they have the fourth world toys and stuff and that's why he has the the dc t-shirts and that and everything and batman is on a birthday cake and stuff like that i also feel that that last little thing with him with the kid and they're talking Mm -hmm. about what the different worlds are i feel that the fourth world is death right and that is that's the world he's he's in i could see that aaron what 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 do you think of uh do, do you have a theory on what you think happened at the end, and what are your thoughts on the ending? Um, I mean, I think you... I think he's in a different plane slash... He, sorry. I am so sorry. He could be dead. I think what would be interesting is this whole point right here where he kills himself. He's already given up his son to save the world at this point. So his death is actually redoing the mistake he did is what would happen if he kept his son rather than give up at dark side so it's not depression here Mm. he actually basically came home without his son that was a theory uh when the floppies were coming out right after the uh people were saying like right after the issue where like you have to give dark side your kid people were thinking oh him committing suicide is the end of the book because they gave the son up and he kills himself that so was that was a theory that floated around for it, a while it doesn't i mean that I doesn't even think to get online and go down the road no, i don't want yeah. no. like to be honest i you. wouldn't do it either. it was fun when it was coming out because you didn't know but at this point now it's issue like by issue, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's you can, it's also what I what I liked about this and what you were what you were saying with like he knows but he's not saying anything. Um, two of my favorite movies are uh, David Lynch movies and they're Mulholland Drive and Lost Highway and mm-hmm. they're, they are very similar. They are movies I can watch and still come up with a different like oh. Oh, this changes things. This this viewing. I would say this, this is, book is probably similar. You oh, could probably yeah, yeah, yeah. read this again and probably get a different. And he's very much like he won't. Te- he doesn't talk about his movies. Right. He lets people. There's there's a great uh, thing on YouTube where he was doing some uh, Q and A, and some kid came up and just gave his. This is this is what I feel Lost Highway is, and right. just went into this big, detailed theory. And he just sat there and smiled. He's like, I love that. That's great. I, I, I love that that's your idea yeah. for that. And then he just moved on. And yeah, like, he and doesn't. And the guy's like, well, am I right? He's like, if that's your thought, then you were right. That's and The yeah. thing is, like, it, it's like an old, like, cliche, but, like, it, it belongs to you at that point. Mm-hmm. That's your version of that story. Yeah. Once Tom King and Mitch Garrett's put this book out there, it doesn't belong to them anymore. And so I'm the first time I read issue 12, I remember being... <laughs> kind of disappointed in it and just confused because I I wanted more of a definitive ending. But the more time I've had to sit and think about it and rereading it again, I I kind of like, like, oh, he's he's dead, but he's in heaven. This is his perfect life. Oh, no, he's actually in hell. He's reliving this hell over and over again. Oh, no, he's corrupted by the anti-life equation and he's just living in this, like, stasis. Weird way, yeah. And I kind of came at this in in a few different... When it it was over with, I was like, okay, I can either 
because I know nothing about the mm-hmm. the new gods and and all this stuff. I really don't know much about it. So this book makes them pretty accessible, my, though. Oh yeah, but the way I looked at this was. This is a story. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not putting this into any kind of DC continuity. If I look yep. at this as its own story, this is my conclusion to what this right. story is. Which, right. If That's I the only tried, way to do it. if I tried to put this into some DC continuity, I, I'm sure I'd have different attitudes or views mm-hmm. of what this meant and how yeah. this ended. And I, I don't think that. Yeah, it's the only way I think you can approach this. But there's so many. Like, if you look thing. at all the continuities, or you know, different levels of different planes of this could be just one separate plane it doesn't have right. to be hell he doesn't have to be reliving hell or anything well, exactly just and that, like, that's why i tried to push that out and so when was it is it metron is that yeah it was? so when that whole big two page spread came i was like that irritated me a bit until i got to the end and really started thinking about it i'm like no 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 yeah. that that works for me because yeah. that was his that was his that two page spread was his chance to right continue with the continuity or jump into the DC continuity right. as it were. And then and his kind of conversation not. with Oberon there kind of being like yeah well continuity's a mess mm-hmm. like it's restricting it's messy and and he even has a whole thing where he is like and the heroes always end up alright like they always end up okay and that's not reality that's not so what's really real is that any more real than what you have here? Um, I just thought it was funny. I forgot he was. So that's that. a, that's another thing. I mean, is 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 it is it in continuity? Do we know that? Has he said this is continuity? This is not continuity? Is or has I, he? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not because I don't know how it could be. Because I mean, Darkseid's I not. Mean, yeah, I'm like Darkseid's Dark not Side. dead. But again, what she was, what I think, what Aaron was trying to say before I butted in a second ago was DC and all the different universes and different right. worlds. This could just be oh, a different universe. That's, yeah, that, that's definitely like, and that's And that, I mean... That's I, kind I, of a scapegoat you could exactly. use. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I don't even want to think this about that. This was on Earth 354. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. I, I just want to push that out of my mind because that would kind of The only reason my... that doesn't work, though, is that uh, the new gods exist outside of the multiverse. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. So, yeah. I did like the fact I didn't realize he was eating a carrot in that last scene where he was crunching <laughs> yeah. that carrot. Yeah. Um, so, like, when you look at, like, the big multiverse map that they did for Multiversity, that big giant Grant Morrison one that they did, um, the, the fourth world, New Genesis and Apocalypse, exist outside of the map. So, because they're not, they're already in their own. They're in their own So, thing. like, there is, there's only one dark side. There's only one Mr. Miracle. There is no Earth 2 Mr. Miracle or 3 There's only one. Oh, okay. All of the new gods, there's only one version of those characters. There is no alternate so version of dark side. So, this can't be in continuity, then. So, it can't, but it also can't not be out of continuity because there's because, not, yeah. there's no out of continuity dark sides to kill. Gotcha. So, I don't know. I okay. I just look at it as a standalone thing. See, and that's when when it comes to stuff like this. Again, going back to the, those David Lynch narratives that I I mm-hmm. like that makes you just kind of come up with your own conclusions on things. Comic books, I think, especially if you're going with the big two, yeah. it's a little more difficult to do something like that because right. you are bogged down with with such continuity. Right. You can't. Um, I think separate. I brought up. Um, uh, whether it was on mic or whatnot, uh, when we were probably talking about this, that Dead Man book that Bruce Jones wrote right. that was very, like, it it felt very much like this. Like, mm. you didn't really need to know anything in the universe, and it was a trippy, cool little... Yeah. I, I don't know. But, but I think it's hard to pull something like this off in the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe right. because of all the... 
all the continuity mm-hmm. and, the, and how that bogs things down. But Mary, do you have anything to say about the ending? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold back. I'm man. sorry. I know he asked you at, at the beginning, and I kind of jumped in. I was like, "This is it's what fine. I think." Do you, do you like the book? I do. Okay. Did you like the ending? Yes. Aaron, did you? How what, much did you like? You think the Big Bart is pretty sweet. I Big think, Bart is pretty, yep, sweet. pretty sweet. Did what, Aaron? What do you think of just the book overall? I did, liked it. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought okay. uh, it's interesting because maybe it's. Like Kylie said, we watch a lot of David Lynch movies and everything. I didn't. I wasn't necessarily surprised by the ending. Okay. As in, like, I knew they were going to take it in this kind of theoretical, you know. You knew they weren't going to give you an answer. Oh yeah, no. Right, right off the bat, when you see all this stuff going on right here, that's what I was hoping. Like, it would have surprised me if they wrapped it up with Kilo Bow. That's what would have been surprising. But right when you get to this page, would that have been better though? Well, it would have surprised oh, me more. Uh, Does that make sense? I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can see where you're coming from. I, I see, no, I see exactly what you're saying. It would, have been, it would have been like, holy shit. Like, he figured out a puzzle, or he escaped a puzzle. I don't or think it would have rereadability for me at that point. Like this, like, reading it, so when we did oh, yeah, part this one. Oh, I see that. what you're saying. When we did part one, and I read the first six issues, and then we came and did it, going through it on the podcast was almost like a second read through for me right. so i was like oh oh you know what i didn't notice that the first time around oh, i didn't yeah. catch that this this there's time. lots of things like that in so there. Yeah, it wasn't it, it was good um, again i was not like taken back by the i think the story was solid all the way through right like i'd agree even with like the way that they tricked dark side where they i mean they played him so well with they, the stroller yeah with the yeah, stroller very they, cute Everything about it was they had to play that very carefully to kind of buy into like keeping his guard down to what it was. Right. Everything was really good. I just knew it was going to be an ambiguous ending, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I mean, it wasn't like awe inspiring when you hit that ending. It was still thought provoking though, but it wasn't like, oh, you guys went to David Lynch route. Well, speaking of David Lynch, it was pretty funny because Aaron came in when I thought I was almost done. I thought I, I thought I was on the last issue. Right. I, I guess the count in my head, I was, I yeah. was off by one. Okay. So I'm reading it. and I'm like, oh, they're gonna actually end this. Okay. I, oh, this is, this is. They did this with this last, uh, this Twin Peaks: The Return. Mm-hmm. When they did the last two episodes, they did them in a two-hour block, and I didn't realize it. So when it ended, I was like, oh, well, they wrapped that made up. sense. They wrapped it up right. well. And then there was an hour left, and then at the end of that hour, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're like, so that's what, oh, the, that's what happened here. I'm like, I'm like, oh, they're they're kind of wrapping this up right. nice. And I flip the page, I'm like, oh, no, there's one more issue left. Yeah. And then they just <laughs> fucked the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it was worth the hype or or, or whatever, but I I love this book. I really really do. It's for I, again, Tom King can be very hit and miss to me. There's things of his I've really enjoyed. Things of his I could do without. This is my favorite thing he's ever written. Um, I and Vision is is great for me. What, this, what's what's the Vision about again? It's about Vision. vision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much Vision. So th- this was just a little bit better to me because I mean. Tom King's whole thing, right, is like these sort of PTSD damaged characters and stuff like that, and and it's fine. It really works with these characters, though. That setup, I think, really works for these mm. two people that have been 
tortured damaged. and stuff, whatever. Yeah. D- and people. I love how human they feel, the way they talk to each other. Like, we talked about that whole sixth issue where they're talking about the, like, we don't need that big of a kitchen. Like, <laughs> I know we said we're going to cook. We don't cook. Like, yeah. all I can make is an omelet. Well, I like your omelets. Yeah, but I can make omelets in a littler kitchen. Yeah. Like, it just, how human they feel. I love how indie it feels at times. Like, it doesn't feel like a DC book. I mean, you still got dark side and shit, but yeah. it doesn't feel like a superhero book. It's its own thing. Very much, yeah. yeah. Um, something I don't think I'd ever really thought about till this reread through, where and we brought up the panel where Dark Side's like, "Yes, I am." I think that's like his only line in the whole. He doesn't. He I doesn't mean, say he's, anything. He's not in the book to begin with very much, but he doesn't speak. Yeah. In there, True. other than I think just that one the one bubble there so he talks to his little dude right i mean yeah, and the, the he's, sod and he's i mean throughout the whole book he is a, he is the looming right the Presence. thing very the much thing in the back of I mean, his head the whole time dark side like, is there, right he's, he's there so yeah i i enjoyed the shit out of this so um if anyone out there hasn't hasn't read it at this point i don't you know why you'd listen it? to a two-part podcast about it but true go go out and read mr miracle because <laughs> it is a lot of fun I, mean, I don't know if it's fun, but it's a, it's a, it's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of something it's joyous. Um, well, no, the characters make it worthwhile. They right, build the right. characters well. So, and yeah, Mary. Yeah. What are we gonna read next month? Dun 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 dun. Which um, we all know what we're reading, but just, the, just the next volume of Lock and Key. Damn, yeah. Straight volume Woman. Five. Five? Ooh, which how many nine. how many five volumes are there? Six. six. So we're you, so we're just finishing it up. One offs and stuff they've done. Well, right. and they've got the new one. And <gasps> right. The six, one six six of the main of the main. So are we on volume? So there's six volumes. Yep. We're reading five. Okay. So that's we're getting close. I don't remember what the title is of that volume. It's the one about parents. It's called Welcome to. Bonerville. That's the <laughs> that's the porn. This is the time now. one, right? <laughs> yeah, is where they do a lot of back in time. Clockwork. Ah, it's all coming together. Yes. Alpha. Yeah. And Omega Look at her. Down. She's like yeah. time, time. There's a lot of time things. That's all. You got a weekly pick this week, Mary? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. It's a new anime that came out for spring. It's called To Your Eternity. Two. Oh, a two-year eternity. To your, to your. Oh. your <laughs> I was like, that's, that's kind of a contradiction, isn't it? Two-year eternity. <laughs> <laughs> two-year eternity. Um, it's only got two episodes out, but they're really good. Basically, uh, we're following this entity that has come to Earth. It started out as like a sphere. It touched a rock, turned into a rock. A lone wolf died on the rock. It turned into that wolf. He is now joined in with a boy who lives in like a ghost town in like the arctic hmm. and so he, they're trying to figure out like how, how he's surviving there and then he wants to find a place that's called paradise you have to go south to find paradise um i won't ruin any more of that that's it's only two episodes so it's not a lot but it's been really good so far reminds me of the thing the first episode has a lot that it goes through just in the first episode Aaron. I'm going to choose. Oh, got that loud. Um, nobody. Oh yeah. Nobody Good was choice. awesome. I it's you're a do Mortal Kombat, but nobody was pretty sweet. Oh, nobody was awesome. It had. Uh, Bob thank you. And it's basically, it's just shows the, not the, it's the, 
the day in, day out, this life of what he's chosen compared to what his past life was. And it's the monotony of it all. And that very, those first scenes of showing how he does the same thing over and over again. Just, and he's hidden this other life of his away for so long. And he only gets little pieces like, you know, the words over the speaker with someone. And so you know something's up because he has like, you know, the hidden speaker talking with someone. And but man, when he lets go, cause he's just been dying to like, get a little chance of his other life. Oh, he, it's the little smile on his face. Oh, like, yeah. He's just so yeah. excited to beat the shit out of those people on the bus. <laughs> and when he does it, it's not a pretty fight at all. I mean, he gets thrown he, out he a gets, window. He gets his butt kicked quite a bit. But he, oh, my God. But he gets back on that bus and he smiles and he uh, just takes them all. Oh, it was so good. But if you have a chance, it has... It is awesome. It's, yeah, it's great. It's, it is. And it's, I think it's the same writer from that did uh, John Wick, the John Wick movies. So. Oh yeah, and the ending is it's definitely worth it because it has Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Plays his dad in it. Yeah. But if you guys have a chance, seriously, kicks ass, worth every minute. Yes. Very, very fun. I'm going with uh, since it just ended uh, today, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was kicked ass. Oh, awesome. Uh, I cannot wait for a new Captain America movie after this. Now we're through two Marvel shows already. It's like, holy crap. I'm looking forward to Loki. I think Loki's yeah. going to be pretty fucking sweet. Loki. Yeah, Loki looks pretty sweet. And how far are you into Falcon and Winter Soldier? Still that first? Yep. But okay. now that they're done, I'm like, I'm going to just watch yeah, the whole thing. Oh, my God. It's so good. So I got it, some days You only did coming. the first one? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and even then, I feel like I don't remember, so I'm just going to watch all of them. Well, when you you can always pop by the house. Oh. I wouldn't mind watching them again. That would be fun. <laughs> Uh, my weekly pick is going to be uh, Q Into the Storm, which is the documentary on HBO Max. Mary and I watched about QAnon. Oh, you were telling us. Yeah, it was really good. Um, incredibly interesting, incredibly fascinating. Pretty fucked up. Very fucked up. Some of the people that they interview for this documentary, you are almost convinced they have to be actors or something <laughs> because they're just like, dude, there's no Nobody's fucking way that, crazy. that you believe that shit. Like, but they say it was such such sincerity that you're just like oh my god like <laughs> what the fuck these people are voting I think it would hurt to watch it I... but it, it it shows kind of like the cause I mean right the, the whole kind of thing is set up to lead up to January 6th right that's kind of where okay the, so and but we know that that was not just an isolated incident of like that day, people. It, this was a thing that built, right? And so this thing kind of shows the trajectory of how that, how January sixth happened, the steps they had to take to get there to where enough people would snap like twigs, yeah, yeah, and do and do so. Because that's not just something people just do overnight. Go, yeah, yeah you know what's See, and I know, I know enough about Q that. There'd be a point where I'm like, okay, I can't listen to this anymore because it's so ridiculous. I, I get what you guys believe, mm. but no. I, the, I, the way it's made in this movie is interesting enough that I, for me it held my attention where it was like, oh my gosh, really? Okay. Okay, yeah, because sometimes so, it's And there was a couple hurts, times, like, again, I'm no conspiracy theorist. I don't get into any of that shit. But when they start breaking I had down... My ears. When they start breaking down the Q thing and, some, and they start... Making some of the points, you go, oh, holy shit. Like, they start looking at some stuff, and you're like, okay. Like, like it doesn't seem as far-fetched to me 
When you as, see as, coincidence, as I, upon coincidence, right. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying go the way they go, but like where you're like, oh, okay, like that, like this isn't just completely full of shit. Like that, like there, you know what I mean? Like there was at least somebody thought out reasonable things to at least base this off of. What where they're was like, this? oh, well, when you think about it, this niche, you go, oh, fuck. Oh, Did you yeah. remember that movie? It was supposed to be a horror movie, and we watched... I don't know if it was Bug or whatever, but it was a woman who slowly went into the conspiracy... It was Bug. Was it Bug? And she started wearing the, you know, all of the tinfoiling the house. Right. But watching this descent of this woman, and I was really hoping for a horror movie, but it was creepy enough where there's moments where... It the, was a horror movie in its own special way. The logic of it all was creepy enough where the red apple was here, but you could see that the red apple was turned in this position, and this meant, and this person over here. And after a while, you could see where someone who wanted something to be, this logic almost started adding up, right? You could see that maybe they it was happening, but it's a very <laughs> horrible way to live, man. I don't know if I could do it. Oh, well, that about does it for another podcast, you guys. What's next week? Next week, well, uh, is it Mortal Kombat? It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So next week, we're gonna take a look back at uh, 1995's oh, Mortal Kombat God. to find out was it that bad? I can't believe what year was it? I believe it's 95. I'm pretty sure it's 95. Um, Damn. So we're gonna watch the original Mortal Kombat movie in honor of uh, the new one dropping today, as of this recording. I can tell you right now, seeing both of them, that the Raiden and the original. 95 version is is oh. I mean Christopher Lambert you can't go he's, wrong yeah, he, he's pretty good <laughs> he's pretty sweet so that Mortal Kombat next week that's a pretty nostalgic movie for me that's one I watched quite I, well, a I've, bit. I've seen it quite I, I a bit I feel it's one I haven't seen in a long time but yeah. I feel I'll be right it's, back there when I put it on because I've seen minute, it so I, many it's, times it's going to get destroyed though when you start watching <laughs> oh, it yeah, go, no. oh this is so bad I remember <laughs> Annihilation being a total Annihilation piece of shit. is <laughs> real bad <laughs> Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll see you next week. But uh, next month, uh, make sure you guys read Volume Five, Clockworks. I believe they said it's called of Lock yeah. and Key. <laughs> volume I think Five. So. It's something with time. Some, yeah, it is. Like that. It's like black and blue on the cover. I think. Right. No. 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 Oh, it has okay. a clock well, on no, it. It's like clowns and yellows. Yeah. It's a clock, man. Never mind. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's My name e- is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. I'm Kylie. Fuck Kong Skate. We'll see you next week. <laughs>